Awesome. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Daniel Teaches Experience. I'm super excited to have my guest, the reigning, defending world champion in physical exercise, the one, the only, Maddie Dumaderos. Maddie, how's it going? Hello. Super good. Thank you. Excited to be on here. Excited for this opportunity. You get to talk about what I love. Fantastic. Exactly. You nailed it, Maddie. You absolutely yeah. nailed it. I think, you know, in this, in this time, it's so important to talk about our passions, right? Figure out what we love and which way we want to go in life. And I can't help, but whenever I'm on Instagram, I'm always looking at your posts, right? It's always, a, you know, you're, you're killing that at oxygen or you're working out or your, your clients, you're the people who show up, your students, they're always worked and they speak super, super highly of you. So for, for the people who have no idea that we're, what we're talking about, Maddie, break down a little bit, you know, what you do and kind of where you work and, and what your life looks like right now. Okay, so all my life, I grew up active, super into fitness. Um, I've done it all, sports through school. Then I went into dance for four years. Um, and then I dabbled a little bit in bodybuilding and powerlifting. And then here I am making noise in the group fitness world. Um, I got injured when I was bodybuilding and then I had to take it down a notch. So uh, basically lighter training, which was yoga and group fitness. And then at the time I just dabbled in group fitness classes. They were total aerobic classes, very stereotypical, like dancing to the music, moving to the music. They were fun. Um, and I just kind of tested out different places around Victoria. And then I came across this place, Oxygen Yoga and Fitness. And basically what it is, it's an infrared fitness studio. And it provides yoga classes, deep stretch classes, um, bar classes, which is Pilates based uh, fitness class, and then high intensity boot camps in the infrared heat. So the room gets up to before COVID times, the room could get up to 38 degrees, uh, 40 degrees. So that's super hot, but it's not like um, the type of heat. It's not a dry heat. It's quite a comforting heat. I like to tell people it's like a warm hug. It's very comforting. It feels good on your joints. Um, and uh, you sweat so much. So in the fitness classes, it scares a lot of people like who would want to work out that long in the heat, but you just feel so rejuvenated. Um, and refreshed after a workout in that heat. And it's so unique. And I just fell in love with it. I was like, okay, this is so different than all the other places in Victoria I've been going to. It's so different. And then I would just show up there every single day. I've been doing it for three, just over three years. And then as a year went by, I've just been a regular there. One of the head instructors at Oxygen asked me if I had my BCRPA and and I was like, oh yeah, I do. And she said, okay, well, do you want a teacher? You're here every morning, like, and you're doing awesome and you're super strong. And at first I was like, oh no, I don't really, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'm going to wait on that. But I, I knew I wanted to go this route eventually. I wanted to teach group fitness. I wanted to make a difference, but I was like, oh, not yet. And then I put some thinking into it. And then I'm like, why am I not doing this? Why, why did I say no? Like, just might as well start now. She gave me this opportunity and she then I took her up on the offer. She started training me on the side to teach group fitness. And then seriously, like two, not two months in, two weeks in, I was already teaching. She just went over a couple safe formats with me, um, how to provide classes. And since I've been taking the classes for over a year, I already was familiar with the style and how hard things, like what is hard, what is not hard, what is safe. And I have the background 
of fitness, uh, like bodybuilding, sports, dance. So I knew what feels good, what doesn't feel good for the body already. And then she started training me and then off I went and here I am. I do it every day and I love it. And this was what I was meant to do. That's amazing, Maddie. That mm -hmm. is that is so incredible to hear. Now you dropped a couple of gems for us, right? So it's, let me let me go back for a sec. Yeah. So you've I did always go been into exercise. Yes. Right. That's okay. You're excited, <laughs> which is good. It's a good thing. Normally, when people talk about their passions, you see their eyes light up and they start talking really fast and they get really into it. And you're like, I know that's what you care yes. about because you see it. You see it in their body, right? If you were to ask me about psychology, I'd just go nonstop for like True. eight hours. So. Everyone does it for sure. So Maddie, so you've always been into like mm -hmm. exercise, always went into like either sports or bodybuilding or whatnot. How, like for someone who just doesn't exercise, right? Or it's not their hobby or it's not a part of their life. Kind of explain like, how does, how does that make you feel? Like, how do you feel after an awesome workout, whether it's a, it's a yoga class or whether, even if it was bodybuilding, like how good do you feel after? I, you feel on top of the world. You feel accomplished. I think it's super empowering to be able, well, if, so, if you're someone who doesn't enjoy fitness, you obviously just haven't found a type of movement that you like. I feel like everyone has a love for fitness. And if you don't, you just need to find something that you like um, because it just makes you feel so much better. Like I start my day with a workout almost every day because I love the way I feel afterwards. I feel accomplished and I feel like sounds cheesy, but you can do hard things. Like we practice things so we can do hard things. And I, you just keep, it's like a project that never ends. Like I want to get stronger. Okay. I did 10 pushups today. Maybe next week I can do 15 pushups. Like it's just a never ending project. And then once you reach those 15 pushups, you just feel you, like you feel on top of the world. Like, Oh, okay. Like I completed that. You feel like you won something and it just never ends. It keeps going. And then you can dabble in something else. Say if you were in the strength training and you want to improve your cardio, maybe you go to a few um, a few more spin classes and like spin is so hard and it's so different. So it's just, it's always going to be a different challenge and it doesn't always have to be super intense, like CrossFit, um, bodybuilding, boot camps. It could be something like yoga. Cause that's also crazy hard and Pilates. So there's so many options and I think, yeah, if someone doesn't like working out, they definitely haven't found, um, an exercise that they like and it could be something as simple as hiking too like everything is a challenge and that's super important to incorporate incorporate in your daily life in my opinion so there's something for everybody totally yes I 100% believe that people can fight me on that but yeah it it definitely makes you feel good it starts your day and if it doesn't start your day maybe it ends your day if you work out a little bit later but yeah it makes you feel happy it's a good good feeling I couldn't agree more, my friend. Now, Maddie, I love the fact that, you know, before you became an instructor, you were, you were like a student. Like, you know, you take the classes regularly, right? You'd show up early, you'd do there, you'd kick ass. And how valuable do you think it was getting to see both sides, like the instructor aspect of it and like the participant aspect of it? Yeah, that's super important. And I'm so thankful that I had both sides of that. I started as a student and I would just keep coming to classes and I knew I wanted to teach group fitness eventually and make a difference in that world, but it was, I was always learning. I would go to one class and then I would think, what, 
why did that class not make me feel good? Or I go to another class and I would reflect on that and think, okay, what did this instructor do that made me feel good? Was it the music? Was it the exercises? Like, why did I feel so good after this class? And I just keep going and going and comparing the classes. And then eventually I built up in my mind, like what makes a good instructor and not even going to classes, like straight up, I would during the COVID lockdown time, I'd just be on YouTube. Like I'd be watching Peloton videos, just watching, like eating my breakfast, watching fitness videos and like pop sugar fitness, just fitness videos on YouTube and watching, okay, what are they saying to make me want to work out? Like watching this video, do I want to work out? Does this video make me want to work out or not? So I would kind of pick up on things like that and then add that to my like instructor cueing and when I teach a class too. So I'm still a student, like I'm an instructor and I'm still learning to this day, like what can make me better? Cause I can always improve. That is so brilliant, Maddie. I love, I feel like listening is, is hugely underrated. Like just observing, just saying, do I like this? Do I not like this? Like what, what could help me more? And, and just being consciously aware of the things mm -hmm. you know, that you're enjoying, that you can intake, that you could use yourself. And I also love how open-minded you are to saying, you know, I'm still a student and I'm still learning. Yeah. That is such an open-minded approach to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Excellent. 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 So Maddie, at what point did, um, cause I know oxygen, they've been doing like online classes for a while now, right? Like just mm -hmm. like through zoom and whatnot. When, did, at what point did they transition? When did that happen roughly? Um, in the first lockdown in March, um, I started teaching classes, like my first class ever last March. Um, so almost a year, it's almost been my anniversary. Oh, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and then we didn't really have too much experience because all of a sudden, of course, this was sudden. The lockdown was sudden. Gyms didn't know what to do. So they, they just threw a couple instructors in live Instagram workouts. And that was when I just started teaching. Like I felt so awkward on camera. I was like, oh my God, like my phone is there. I have my phone duct taped to like three books so it wouldn't fall down when I'm oh, jumping man. in my living room. It was so, it was so weird. It was weird, but it was good practice because I had to uh, teach myself to train to not nothing, but just an object. Like I didn't have the energy of other people around me to feed off of. I really had to like dig deep um, and kind of motivate myself while I was teaching in front of a computer, even though there were people watching um, and probably people doing it as well. I didn't have other people around me. Um, I didn't feed off that energy as much. And it was also hard because I had to do the entire workout without stopping. <laughs> Normally in class, you know, you could take a few breaks, have a sip of water, face the group, I don't know, cheer them on, but it was definitely a challenge. And then we opened back up the studio and things were different. They had more um, just the protocols with the COVID uh, situation. And then we got shut down again. So then obviously we were a bit more prepared. So we had to go back to online classes. We did it through a Facebook group and it was in studio. So once again, it was just me, my boss in the background and like three cameras. There's three oxygen studios uh, in Victoria, one in Langford, one in Saanich, uh, one downtown Victoria. So there would be three phones there and it would uh, record the, me doing my fitness videos on each of the accounts. Uh, again, it was a challenge, but we were a bit more prepared, but it just, it did feel really awkward teaching in front of just a camera. 
because you miss that energy. So I'm super thankful to be back, even though we have classes at half capacity, just to have some people. Like it really made me think like, oh, like I miss people so much when working out. Because that's the thing with group fitness, it's group effort. And you just, there's people beside you that make you push a little bit harder. Um, and it's just the energy, right? So I definitely missed that. So I'm so thankful we can be back even if it's just at half capacity, but it was definitely a challenge for sure. So no regrets on that. I'm glad that I took part in that because it only made me better. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. And I can totally imagine where you're coming from. You know, I, um, before the whole COVID thing happened, I worked as a water fit instructor. So that's the guy who's like on oh. the pool deck and like, you know, you got like 20, 30 people in the water, just doing exercises and you're standing up there. And from my very, oh my gosh. right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, I'm a novice in that world, but just if, if I could relate to you in that sense of, you know, a big part is you look at facial expressions, right? Are they liking it? Are they having fun? You know, mm -hmm. are they keeping up? Is the speed yes. appropriate? Like what's the intensity level? And like, like sometimes, you know, you go front, is everybody having a good time? You know, they're like, yeah. Yes. Right? So <laughs> yes. I can only imagine you're by yourself and you're like, I hope they like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, like, who knows if most people were even doing it. Like I know my mom was just watching me on the couch. Like she wasn't doing it. Like, bless her but she wasn't and she was watching <laughs> she was that's all watching. that matters she was, yeah. she was watching that's what matters good good yeah that's yeah. so cool you taught water fit back before that's, it all went down wow that's difficult i looked into doing that uh before i started instructing too really and you have to you have to yeah you have to teach outside of the pool that's correct yeah so technically like you're on the like you're on the pool deck so like you're you're dry you can be completely yeah. dry and everyone else is in the water yeah oh yeah, yeah. so you do have to be motivating as well because you're not in the water yeah totally yeah. and then like you gotta hope that like the moves that you're doing out of the water make sense yeah. in the water so like it you know it, it makes yeah. sense for them yeah that would be challenging yeah and you have to be confident enough to not feel silly i would feel silly but i just laugh it off you know i think that's the way to go dude i think yeah. like like most people are like, oh, like, you know, you're confident. So it means you never make mistakes and everything goes perfectly. Where I feel like you just summed it up amazingly. Like things will happen, right? Things will mess up. Sometimes mm -hmm. Something will happen with the music or maybe you'll trip and fall. But like you, you laugh about it, right? You joke about it. And I think that is yes. such a healthy way to look at it. Yeah, I, I did a spin class and a while back in the instructor, it was really motivating. And the instructor said, confidence is a skill. Like you have to learn to be confident. It's not a personality trait. It's a skill. So you got to face this, face your fear. And then we went on like year 18 and did a sprint, but she said Ooh. that and it stuck with me. <laughs> Hell yeah. A hundred percent. I would a hundred percent agree. I think yeah. if, if people put their minds to it, you know, why not? Right. If you really want to, why the heck not? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Now, Maddie, I, I have to say this, you know, there's so many people who I meet who are either, you know, studying at UVic or just, or just doing a variety of other activities. But, but they're, I don't want to say lost, but I feel like they haven't found their passion. Like they, they don't know what motivates them. Like they don't, you know, they don't have that thing that really excites them, you know, that gets mm -hmm. them out of bed in the morning that they would be happy doing. Like when I asked you, like, you know, what you're doing, you're like, yeah, like I do it every day. It's great. I was like, man, like she really loves it. Like you, you can tell. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, if someone was to, was to ask for your advice and say, Maddie, listen, you know, I just... I really can't find pleasure in a lot of things. I don't know what my thing is. Like, I, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what I want to go after. Like, what, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you give to them? Mm -hmm. I would just say it's not the end and you should keep exploring because I have been there like almost my whole life up until this point, not to be dramatic, but 
and I was in college for three years and I took a couple of courses, science courses, business, marketing, and I just didn't know yet. I was still taking group fitness classes, but I didn't know that this was like my all-time passion yet. It was just a hobby at that point. Um, but just keep exploring because you're never going to be at a loss by taking more, like doing more. Um, like when I was in college, I was taking all these courses and it was expensive. And I just, I was thinking in my head, okay, I'm not going to be a physiotherapist. Why am I taking kinesiology? But I continue on with it for two years. Cause I was like, maybe I'll take this one course that really interests me and will lead me in a different direction. So of course, like my advice would be keep exploring, keep trying new things, even if it's uncomfortable, um, do it. I think the best things in life make you scared and make you nervous. So if it makes you nervous, that's a good sign. Acknowledge it. It's probably a good thing. Um, and that's my advice. Yeah, keep exploring because there is something out there. I truly believe. And my dad, he's a uh, middle school teacher at Gordon Head. Um, and he truly believes that every kid has a talent. Every kid is talented. There's not one kid that doesn't have a talent. So you just have to find it. And he really works on that too. Uh, finding the, um, a way, how, how do I explain this? He finds out how, cause every kid learns differently. Um, uh, whether that's like with, through art on the creative side, maybe through math, maybe one kid uh, excels at science and not so, uh, good at art so just every, he basically believes everyone has a strength um and it's there you just have to find it explore and that would be my advice keep going keep exploring keep testing things even if it sounds weird try it out it may lead you in a different direction i i love that advice maddie i think it's so important to just keep trying different things and i would argue you know a big thing that a big obstacle for people is that sense of fear Right. It's that thing of being afraid of like, you know, I'm like, I can't tell you, Maddie, the amount of people I've talked to and, you know, they're studying, let's say for the sake of argument, they're studying sociology, right. Or, or something. And I'm like, Hey, like, are you enjoying it? Like, no, it, it, I'm miserable. Like, oh, yeah. why, why don't you study something else? I'm already three years in. So I might yes. as well. Like what? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Right. Cause they're like, Oh, like, it's just the easier thing to do. But, but I love how you asked yourself, you're like, wait, like, do I like, does it make sense for me to take all these courses? Like what, what do I want to do afterwards? Like, does Oh it yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I, I, yeah, I still think, I still think that like, what do I want to do? But um, I took this year off just to work at oxygen. I work the front desk there and I teach pretty much every day except Thursdays, but I love it. Like I love being there. I love the community. I love the people. So no complaints, but I know, I know what they mean when they say I'm three years in, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm hating it. Like the majority of people do think like that. And if you really don't like it, you do not have to do it. Like why spend all that time doing something that you don't like, that's not bringing, making you feel good about yourself. Cause I know that I was in kinesiology for two years and I just hated it. And then and then I had friends saying like, oh, just push through, do the four years, get your degree. And I would just be like, no, like I'm not even, I don't even have a drive to finish this. Like I wouldn't even study because I just wasn't even interested. And I just did it to do it. I didn't mm -hmm. have any other reason. So if you're really not enjoying it, you really do not have to do it because like really you only live once. Why be miserable for three years? Like really, why be miserable? for that time, unless you have an end goal, <laughs> unless you, cause you know, if your dream is to be a doctor and that's mm -hmm, your passion, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah, that's counteracting my other point. You could be miserable for like <laughs> four years, <laughs> four years studying, but then you're doing what you love. You're helping people being a doctor. So if it has, um, if you're en route to your passion, um, what you want to do, then that's fine. There's going to be things in life that you don't like, but if there's an end goal, then that's different. But if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, not knowing where you want to go, then you need to switch things up, try something new. That is, you explained that extremely well, Maddie. I, I, I tried to explain that once on the podcast. <laughs> I, the amount of hate I got, the amount of backlash, because <laughs> basically what it was kind of taken out of context. And they said, oh, Daniel says only do things that make you happy and everything should be happy, which no, yeah. that's not what I'm saying, right? But, but just yeah. the, the way you just put it, it's like, well, if you want to be a doctor, it makes sense. If you go through five to 10 years of medical school, you're not going to love all of it. And that's okay mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. love the destination. Right? Yes, but but if I mean. you don't like it in general and you don't like where you're going to end up, it, mm -hmm. just, it doesn't make sense. Why would you continue doing this? You know, yeah. why would you work hard just for the sake of working hard? Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure people do say that because people say that to me too. Like, oh, you just talk about being happy and being grateful, being thankful. Like you're just living in the moment and. Oh yeah, like I, I don't know where I was going with that, but I know what you mean when you just. People just say, oh, you just talk about being happy. Like, find what makes you happy. It's not that easy. Like, I get that a lot too. But it's just life is too short to just be, like, hating what you're doing. So, you, yeah, I would rather be happy and just then live my life. I don't, you don't need to be rich. There's a quote. What is it? Would you rather be sad and rich or happy and poor? Like, mm. you only live once. I, I personally would rather be happy. Because it feels so good. Why would you be miserable? <laughs> You're right, my friend. You're absolutely right. And I think, um, what do you think, Maddie, is the biggest difference between, so let's say person A and person B, right? They're both in college. Neither mm. of them are enjoying the experience. One of them leaves college to pursue what they really love, but the other one says, you know, I'm already here. I'm just going to stay here. Well, like what, what makes person B do what they did and person A stay? Person A was the one who stayed. Person yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. So if both of them aren't enjoying it, how come like, how come they can think differently? How come like they're both like, you know what? I don't enjoy it here, but one of them leaves and one of them stays. Like, why don't, why don't they both leave? Why don't the person who's staying also be like, you know what? I don't want to be miserable because you explained it so clearly. Yeah. It's like, why would anyone choose that? How, how mm -hmm. does one get into that sort of a mentality? Uh, maybe it's the fear of change and going out of your comfort zone because it does it does take a lot to be able to drop out of something that could be really good. Say if you're in um, fourth year law school and you want to drop out the final year and you're thinking, Oh, I did all this work. I'm in the fourth year, but I'm not loving it. Might as well finish it. But it could, it could just be fear. Cause what if you go off and you drop out and pursue your dream and it, and it works out really well. I think it's built off of fear. I read this, I read this, book it was called you are a badass and i still go over it it's a really good book about following your passions and just do it like you don't you don't need to be miserable if you want to if you have a dream um you should follow it and there's always going to be fear like oh what if i invest in my new business and then i go broke um well that what if that's the fear that's you're building that in your mind you just have to do it you, it's basically just trusting in yourself she talks a lot about that. Um, yeah, and believing in yourself. So I think it's definitely fear. 
I would agree, my friend. I would mm-hmm. I would say, unfortunately, you know, when we say things like just do it, even though it's a hundred percent right, it's so mm-hmm. easy for people. Oh, that's clear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just do it. Follow your dreams. Like, yeah, thanks, yeah. Maddie. Appreciate it. But like, even <laughs> that's it, right? It's like, it's the overthinking and it's the what ifs. It that is. Really, uh, weigh us down. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. You just got to try like, what if, like, you just got to try. You miss all the shots you don't take. That's not the quote, but that's like half a quote. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? You yeah, yeah. I know 100%. what you're talking about. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, and it's true. Might as well just try. Like, you just got to try. 100%. 100%. Yeah, you fail if you don't try. Mm. That's right. Now, Maddie, on to a, a very serious note. What are your thoughts on hot yoga? Oh, what are my thoughts on hot yoga? I love it. I love it. I think it's for everyone. Yoga is definitely for everyone. You could be a 10-year-old kid. You could be 80. It is for everyone. I'm actually studying right now. I'm in yoga school, getting my 200-hour yoga teacher training. I just started it, so I'm learning about the history. Thanks. It's it's a lot. We're going through history and anatomy right now, Um, but it is for everyone. Um, I think hot yoga is the best because I love the heat, and your joints just feel so much better in the infrared heat, too, so you don't need so much of, like, a warm-up like stretch before you can kind of get right into it which I really like and yeah hot yoga yoga's for everyone you just feel so refreshed and calm I'm always leaving yoga class super calm whatever I'm stressed about I just feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders like any kind of class it could be like a deep stretch class it could be a power yoga class Mm. Um, it's just especially hot yoga like I said earlier it just feels like a warm hug it gives you that feeling of comfort um, and it's for everyone. I think it's great. And, and I'm oxygen, struggling myself. And, and you guys offer that hot yoga? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Every day. Yeah. You should come try it out. You know, I'm seriously considering it. I'm seriously yeah. considering it. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. I can get you a free class. All right. then. I'm really yeah. seriously considering it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, the classes range from right now, the class style is a little bit different. They're not as difficult as they used to be with COVID, we can't have like high, high intensity classes right, right. in the fitness. Like we can't have a ton of cardio that'll leave people like breathless lying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yoga is pretty much the same. Uh, you could do like a flow, which is flowing through poses or a deep stretch, which is super popular. Every pose is on the mat and it's in a dark room and it's candlelit. It's very mm-hmm. relaxing. That is the best for uh, calming down your nervous system like that will put you to sleep if you take one 8 30 to 9 30 at night which we offer um yeah it's the best way to end your day you just feel so zen going to bed wow so i recommend those yeah if you're looking to dabble it's for everyone interesting we might just have to so yes what's um what advice would you give to someone who's never attended a yoga class before oh wow don't be like do not be scared seems so much harder than it is it's for all levels do not be scared and there's no ego like as soon as you enter the room nobody's trying to show off everyone's there for themselves for their own reason nobody's looking at you even though it feels like it nobody's looking at you um I've been taking yoga classes for over three years and I'm still a beginner I think of myself as a beginner I'm still using blocks like I can't do standing splits I can barely do a headstand and then there's a girl next to me she's in a handstand doing the splits like it's for all levels yeah so don't be scared um everyone is welcome it is for everyone and in that space um 
people come for themselves and they leave as themselves. Nobody's going to show off. Nobody's going to um, judge you at all. That's awesome, my friend. That's awesome. That's very interesting. I know that a lot of people who listen are very big into exercise, but some people are like, I'll start later or like me and hot yoga. Like I've had hot yoga on my man for like a year now, at least. They're like, oh, just, you know, they're waiting for an excuse. And sometimes opportunities just happen. Like, oh, Maddie, she works there. Like she could, like, you know, it just, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh. You know, and like, it's not until it just clicks and you're like, oh, it's a sign. <laughs> it is a sign. I believe that everything oh, happens for a reason. Oh. I also believe that. Yeah, you're not alone. A lot of people would agree with you. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would agree with you. Oh, for sure. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> mm. So, Maddie, my friend, besides fitness, what, what else are you into? What, what else are you into nowadays? Well, could be anything. Could be TV shows right now. Could be, you know, any hobby. It could be things I can do for fun. I just, I just go to oxygen, to be honest, when I, when I want fun. Like, I'm always teaching. I'm always, okay, well, it is really all about fitness. I'm either looking up, making new playlists. I'm okay. Here we go. I'm really into music, designing mm. playlists. Mm. Um, and I spend a ton of time going through Spotify and different music um, accounts and finding songs that work for certain moves I want to do in a class. Um, and then I focus so much that I find like the beats per minute in a song and then it's like an art. And then I go on another song and this song's a little bit faster than the other song. So I got to be careful where I place that in the playlist. So I'm super into music. And even when I'm not designing fitness classes, I'm always on Spotify trying to find new music, um, stuff that makes you feel good, new things, because music can totally affect someone's mood. And I think that's super magical. <laughs> um, right now it is a lot of fitness and yoga i'm practicing um a lot of journaling i do journal now because i'm in yoga school so um throughout the day i just kind of write down my thoughts how i'm feeling uh what i'm doing today it's nothing too uh deep but just yeah journaling my day um what do you think about journaling like like how's it been like does it feel kind of like a homework task you got to get through does it feel like yeah. interesting afterwards to look back like what, what are your thoughts on it um, I, yeah, right now it does feel like homework to me and I, I'm trying to figure out why, but it does feel like a chore right now. Uh, I used to journal, a, like three, three years ago. And I actually recently found my journal book just before bed. And it was just little paragraphs about my day and like my goals for the following day. Like I'd write three goals that I want to achieve. And then in the morning I would look at those goals and they'd be so small. Like they'd be so small, like walking home instead of busing home one day from school. Like they mm -hmm. wouldn't be anything like get an A on this next test. But, and then I'd reflect on that at night and then I'd check it off. Um, and I did that for quite some time and it did feel really good to check things off the list, the simple things. Um, but right now it's more about how I'm feeling, um, what I'm doing during the day. And I don't know why it really feels like a chore right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like something I need to do, not want to do, but I'm still working on it and I'm doing it every day to see if I can change that. Maybe because I'm just putting too much thought into it. I guess it doesn't need to be as long as I think it needs to be, <laughs> but, and it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. I've, I go to a naturopath um, and she tells me to journal all the time. She's asking me like, before I started my yoga training, she's like, are you journaling? And I say, yes, even though I'm not, but uh -huh. she, she thinks it's so important. Maddie, what is a naturopath? Like I've never heard that term before. Oh, 
Um, different than Western medicine. So it, it's just a more natural ap- approach to your health. Gotcha. So for me, I have hypothyroidism, um, which is issues with my thyroid and ho- hormones. So I would go to like my family doctor and basically she would just prescribe me with medication, mm. whereas naturopath, um, more natural, holistic approach. So she, mm. um, okay, you have thyroid issues. I'm going to put you on magnesium. Um, I'm going to put you on different supplements like iron, um, calcium, things that you're lacking, selenium to support your thyroid. So it's more through food supplementation, um, lifestyle rather than just here's a pill to fix your symptoms. But I dabble in both because sometimes you do need um, medication to help with what you're dealing with, like sleeping pills. Like if you're not Mm -hmm. sleeping, you need a sleeping pill. Like journaling's not going to help that every time. Um, so it's hard to say I'm not really on one side, but naturopath is for everyone. It's lifestyle, more holistic approach. That's how I would describe it. Very cool. Thank you so much for clarifying. Now, sorry to interrupt. You were saying, you know, you went to this person, they were like, Hey, are you journaling? You were like, yup. When you weren't really, okay, keep going. I just, yeah. And it's never really been a thing for me. It just feels like a chore and I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure why I'm still exploring. Um, cause I'm just like, why do I need to write down what I'm feeling? Like it's up here. Like, why do I need this on paper? Why do I need to look at that? But I guess, yeah. And it was, it was cool when I found my old journal journal and go back to how I was feeling and what I accomplished throughout uh, my days, but I'm still exploring that. I don't know too much about it. I've just only been doing it for a couple of days now on and off really, if mm-hmm. I have to be honest, I appreciate <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, I was just, I was just lying to my doctor saying, I, yeah, I'm journaling, but I wasn't, but now I actually have to, and I know it's important because yeah, it's challenging, but I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. <laughs> Good for you, my friend. Good for you. I used to journal for, for a long time, for a couple of years. And then at, at some point I was like, you know what? Like sometimes I'd be in the groove and other times I was like, you know what? This just feels like a chore. Like this isn't fun. Like this feels boring. Yeah. And I couldn't get myself motivated to do it. And uh, eventually what happened was, um, you know, from like writing, like, let's say once a week, I ended up writing once a year and like once a year in December, I just kind of wrote like a year summary. Like this is how the year went. And then every year, like I reread it and I write another one. And then eventually I was like, you know what, forget this whole writing thing. I'm just going to do a podcast and I'm just going to like talk and, you know, so in a way, this is kind of like a way where like yeah. me and someone else, we kind of talk about where we are in life, our thoughts, our feelings and whatever. And then you could always look back on this video, you know, on YouTube or listen to it on Spotify five, 10, 15 years from now. And it hopefully give me yes. that same kind of energy. I totally am. And I, I like how you think with that. It's like memories. It's like if you were to vlog, if you had a YouTube channel, you're vlogging. It's just memories of, it is journaling. It is a version of journaling. So I like how you put that. I agree. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I've been thinking about that more often. The, the neuropath you were talking about, like, like the more like natural way, the more like holistic way. Naturopath. Of, you know, yeah. 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 Naturopath. Thank you. Of getting medication. And I've definitely heard people who are hardcore on both ends, like the super like family doctor, like don't believe that woohoo magic, but also yeah. the other <laughs> ones that are like, no, no, like I refuse. Like I have friends of mine who have headaches and they refuse to take like like Tylenol or, or anything for their headaches. Like they'll they'll meditate first. They'll take a hot shower. They will, you know, just yes. pop vitamins and minerals and, and they say, Daniel, it's great. It's amazing. Uh-huh. And that helps. That works for them. Yeah. Or so they yeah. say. Yeah. Some some people that that works for too, um, like essential oils. Um, mm-hmm. I've taken a few um, 
not not essential oil courses, but um, I guess it was a course. I met with a lady and she talked to me and my mom for almost two hours just about different essential oils and what they could be used for. And I was like, oh my God, like how on earth can this help me with a headache or how can this oil help me with sleep? And some of them do work really well. Um, there's different ranges of oils that are just crazy ones that um, imitate different things. Like if you have a headache, you can put peppermint on your neck or if you can't sleep, you put this Roman chamomile oil on your feet. And I don't, I, at first I was like, oh, this is just a placebo effect. Like if I think it'll work, it'll work. But some of them totally work. The peppermint on the, your neck and your temples, when I have a headache or migraine, I get migraines often. And so does my dad. Um, that helps immediately in my opinion. Yeah. What's it it called? Is it a specific brand, Maddie, that you go towards? We order from doTERRA. Doterra essential oils. I don't know too much about them, but we do, me and my family still order um, oils from them and they have ones for stress, stress and anxiety um, and ones Mm. for fitness. I use this roller and it's a combination of oils. Um, It has orange peel or something orange in it. And it's, they believe that the smell of oranges make you feel happy and it smells really good. And I put it on before sometimes I teach a class and it's called motivate. Um, and it smells really good. I, I just, I just have a few of them. Um, and then there's one called in tune and it's one, uh, meant to help you focus. And sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes it helps. Sometimes it doesn't, uh, it's a different, there's different scents in there, different herbs that smell really good. It's like lavender, like, you know, lavender before bed, it, it, it calms you or if you've well soon you'll take a yoga class sometimes the yoga instructor pulls out an essential oil spray and sprays the room and it just it makes you feel refreshed and calm so i do believe those also have effects too it's a whole other world (laughs) it sounds like it my friend holy smokes yeah oh Oh, yeah workshops that's what i was thinking essential oil workshops Mm. they're actually quite interesting essential workshops very interesting Mm. man Peppermint, huh? All right. Yeah. I got to look into that too. Yeah. Interesting. Peppermint. Peppermint. Will do. Will do. All right. Just going back to the uh, the instructor portion with the, the fitness. Maddie, when you first started doing this thing and comparing yourself to now, like it's it's been a year. If you compare how you were teaching and what you were doing and just how you felt and comparing it to how you feel now, like what would you say are the biggest differences or just in how you teach and in everything? Yeah so much more confident, not just teaching, but in myself. Um, in a, I felt like in this journey, it's just been a year, but I just feel so much more confident in myself. Like this is who I am. People like me for me. And when I stand up like on the stage in front of people, like I'm 100% myself and people are coming to see me, to work out with me. Like we are a team here. Um, so I would definitely say I feel so much, I'm happier because I just feel again with fitness, like you feel on top of the world after you're working out with people. And also as an instructor, as a fitness instructor, not just with working out, um, it feels really good for me that I'm helping people achieve their goals as well. So that makes me, that's why I'm just like so happy all the time because people are coming to work out with me and they're bettering themselves. And then I had this one girl come up to me the other day and she said, oh, I stopped using the five pound weights and now I'm using tens. I feel so much stronger now. Thank you so much. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Like we did this together. Um, And it's only going to go up from there, but definitely 
more comfortable in my own skin. This is who I am. Um, and definitely happier. I feel like when I don't teach, I'm like, oh, like, I feel like I need to do something, but it just, yeah, it's the best part of my day. Working out should be the best part of everyone's day. It's not going to be the easiest part of your day, but it should be the best part of your day. <laughs> it's not easy, but yeah. And I'm still, once again, I'm still learning and I'm still going to be improving. I still take classes. Um, yeah, but so far, definitely self-confidence. I feel really comfortable in my skin uh, and who I am. So that's cool. Awesome, Maddie. Awesome. I, I, can, I can feel it. I can feel the vibrations. I can feel the excitement and the enthusiasm. <laughs> Amazing. So uh -huh. right now, Maddie, you are a fitness instructor and you are learning to become a yoga instructor? Mm -hmm. Yes, right Perfect. now. Excellent. So different. Excellent. Yeah. Two very different things. Very slow. I have two basically two sun salutations I'm learning and I performed them in front of my boss and head trainer yesterday and I was just going so fast and I actually felt so nervous and I didn't feel like I I'm okay with teaching but this is just so new I felt I actually did I felt nervous performing these two flows to to my boss and head trainer because um, it's slower and I can't use my fitness voice, you know, when I'm yelling at people like get low in your squat, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be calm, I gotta take a breath. Um, and it's a lot of talking, it's a lot of cueing with yoga. Mm -hmm. You wanna make sure people are doing it right, they're not, they're, um, they're not tense, uh, their form is correct. So it's a lot of thinking and cueing. So that's different, that's a different challenge. But yeah, I'm still learning. Let me ask you this, Maddie. At any point, you know, when I when I first became a water fit instructor, there was like that, like one two week period where I just felt so I don't know what the word is, but like I just thought it'd be so rude to like correct people. <laughs> so sometimes like I just, like I wouldn't do like I'd be like, all right, everybody, like try to like you know keep your shoulders straight, and then after that, I just wouldn't say it again if they're doing it wrong. But obviously, like now, oh, yeah. it's like you pick them out, like hey. Like, you know, Susan, in a friendly way, obviously, in a friendly way. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, Susan, yeah. let's get those shoulders up. So, so you're more, you know, like, are you, <laughs> like, like, what's your, I, I, that probably sounds super goofy, but I guess you probably have no trouble, huh? I mean, like, hey, you know, so-and-so, make sure your posture straight. And like, you wouldn't let yeah. them get away with it, right? Just because you want to be friendly or something. No, no, absolutely not. Because you want to make sure they're doing it correctly and you don't want them to injure yourself. But what I do nowadays, I'm not, unless I really know the person, I'm not going to say, Hey, Jesse in the back, like, uh, put your chin up. Like, don't look at your feet. Uh, I just cue the group. So remember to keep your chin up. And sometimes I say something like three times, keep the chin up, chin up, chin up. There we go. Gotcha, <laughs> until they gotcha, hear gotcha. it until it's everyone. And even the people who are just doing a little bit correct themselves immediately. So there's nothing wrong with correcting people. And me as a student, I like when people tell me like I'm doing something wrong. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to hear still for me, like, oh, you're actually doing that wrong. I'm still teaching myself like to take that as a positive thing rather than a negative thing. Like, oh, they, they, they told me I did something wrong. Like, no, they're actually trying to help me improve. So yeah, it's only, it's only out of love. You want them to do it safely. Uh, you want them to do it correctly because then they can progress. They can get stronger. They can do more. They can add more reps and so and so. So there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I would agree, my friend. And I would also say, Maddie, it's so important because everyone hears, you know, what being a good teacher is like, right? There's a bunch of things that you can think of, but also like being a good you know, participant, being a good student, like just being open to feedback, right? And mm -hmm. going in there, and especially for you, I would imagine, right? You've been doing it for a couple of years. You know, you think, wow, I'm really good at this. And then, or, or like for my sake, right? 
once I start to get good at something and then someone's like, oh, damn, like you're doing that wrong. It does take me a second to be like, yo, all right. Hey, you know, we're doing yes. this wrong. Like, like just come relax, you know, because yes. it's such a human instinct to be like, I'm doing it. Well, maybe you just, I do it differently. You know what I mean? It's so easy yes. to. Yes, I totally agree. And I still struggle with that personally. Like you think you're, you're, well, like you could very well be like fantastic at what you do. And then somebody says, actually, you're doing that wrong. It's, it's sometimes hard to hear, but then it's important that we notice that, mm-hmm. okay, it's, it's, it's okay. Like this is go- only going to make me better. It's not out of hate. It's out of love. Yeah. You got to be able to take cr- criticism. You have to. And it's, it's like, hard sometimes. Oh, super. It's like, it's like, you know, you're telling me what I'm doing isn't at that level that I think it is. Yes. Right? Like there's a discrepancy. But then on yes. the other side, it's like, well, thank God you said something, right? Thank yes. God you don't allow me to do this for six months. And then my posture, my form's terrible. And then I've developed like a bad habit, you know, and that'd totally. just be terrible. I totally agree with that 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Maddie, I was so fitness loving. I was like, hey, I want to make sure I talk about fitness today. I feel like I shoved fitness down everybody's throat who's listening because it was just repeatedly. <laughs> so, Maddie, what is there? Is there anything else that's not fitness related or really just anything on your mind. It, it can be related to oxygen. It can be related to teaching. You know, I know we went back to fitness, but you know, it can relate to reading, YouTube videos, people that you follow, anything in life. Oh, that I want to talk about? Yeah, just, just anything, anything on your mind. Well, I was just wondering about that habit book you have in the back. What is that about? This one? Oh, what? Oh, I didn't yeah. think you'd, oh, I mean, I guess I didn't put that there on purpose to position it for <laughs> you know, marketing purposes. So for the people listening, um, this is called The Power of Habit. And this is a very, very interesting book. It talks a lot about everything from like, you know, consumer habit, like consumer psychology, you know, how, for example, if you walk into a grocery store, 99% of them, you know, they'll put like the milk at the very, very end of the store because they want you to walk through all the aisles and buy some things before you buy your milk. Anyways, it also talks about, you know, training employees and training teachers to act in certain ways and to engage in certain behaviors so much so that it becomes subconscious, that you do it over and over and over again. You know, it talks a lot about stories of, let's say, you know, like famous sports teams that just went over, you know, team plays repeatedly until it was just, you do something over and over again until you don't have to think about it anymore. And at Mm. that point, that's something where if people are familiar with the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, he would refer to that as unconscious competence. Like you are competent unconsciously. Like you, like, like you could do it with your eyes closed. That's all. And, And it was just talking about these systems that were just really interesting in terms of like how we, man, I'm trying to think, I read it, but I would definitely recommend it. I would definitely recommend this book. And you've read it all. Yeah. Yeah. People are interested in habits and, and just, I'm trying to think of, man, um, it, it was interesting. It talked about a lot of studies. It talked about a lot of like, um, you know, different experiments that were done with two different groups of people. And it talked about how habits were so, so, so important. My personal favorite part from the book was it was talking about drugs. Now in psychology, I've been learning a little bit about drugs and there's different things you can do when someone's addicted to a drug. And one of the things that it talks about here is saying, okay, let's say Maddie, me and you are talking, right? And when I talk to girls, I get nervous. And when I get nervous, I got to smoke a cigarette, right? So I leave, I smoke a cigarette, and then I can come back, right? Now, that could be a habit, right? Now, the book breaks down in the sense of this. What is the cigarette giving you? It's stimulating a part of your brain, right? It's releasing um, this dopamine to go off, and it makes you feel excited, right? What if we could stimulate that same part of your brain, but substitute the cigarette smoking for something else? 
So in my opinion, would that be something physical or would that be something that mental? For example, running. Ah. Running would give you that same like quote unquote runner's high that now Mm -hmm. again to anyone listening, right? I'm not a therapist or licensed counselor by any means, but if Mm -hmm. you do look it up on, on Google, right? The majority of ways that people get rid of, let's say addiction with alcohol or drugs or whatever is one, they go cold cold turkey, which I personally wouldn't recommend because it's extremely hard because you've, you know, you've, you've um, put your mind in a certain state for so many years and then mm-hmm. just changing it like that, it'll be tough. But mm-hmm. if you can substitute it with something else. So for example, um, you know, a really practical one is the part of your brain that gets stimulated by cigarettes, coffee stimulates that exact same part. So if you can substitute coffee for cigarettes, it's a much better deal. Granted, coffee isn't the healthiest thing in the world, but it's better. It's better than cigarettes, mm-hmm. right? So in this way, you can kind of start to break it down. And it really talks about how you form habits and then how you can unform habits and how you can, you know, like change them around and substitute them. So it's, it's very interesting in that sense. Hmm. Huh. Cool. But yeah, back to the running. I know a lot of people with anxiety and they just run and they call it moving meditation. They just put their headphones in and they zone out oh, and bet. they run. Yeah, because it gives you that like good feeling, that runner's high, those endorphins that working out does so yeah okay that's interesting have you read you are a badass i've not who's it by who's the author jen scenario oh i don't scenario i don't know jen how to spell okay. it okay jen you are um, a badass interesting yeah if you look that up 100 it'll show up but um i don't know someone gave that to me for christmas and i started reading it and before I started teaching fitness, it just basically talks about like your greatness and like stop the BS. And it's quite funny. Like she's quite a funny lady. It's a funny, basically self-help book. Mm. Like, like what we, we talked about, um, like following your dreams and like, what are you afraid of? Really? You only have one life, but it's an eye opener for sure. Do you, yeah. do, are you reading any other books currently or is there anything else on your bucket list or was that kind of like a one-off? <gasps> No, I'm not reading any, I'm not reading any books right now. And I have no, I have no reason for that. I've never really been a big book reader for Mm. enjoyment ever. My brother is, my dad is, my mom, not so much, but I'd rather just, instead of reading a book, (laughs) I'd rather just go on YouTube and watch a video or a TED talk Mm. to learn. Fair point. I'm very visual that way, but there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with reading. Um, It's just sometimes my mind wanders. It does wander. I'm reading a paragraph and then I think about what I have to do. But again, that's, that's something I should work on. It's a form of meditation. Like, okay, 30 minutes, me in this book. I'm not going to think about anything else. Mm. I'm in this moment. That's also important too. And also relates to fitness. You took this time out of your day, these 30 mm-hmm. minutes, just to focus on yourself, to live in the moment. Nothing else matters in these 30 minutes. So I could improve on that too. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I like that. I like that. <laughs> when you were reading uh, You're a Badass, what was it like? Did you like schedule time out? Like, all right, every day I want to try to read X amount or was it kind of you just picked it up whenever? I always before bed, when I was laying down before bed, I don't know, it was just a mood. It was dark and I'd have my salt lamp on and I'd just like say, it could be 50 minutes or 30 minutes and I'd just read like a chapter or two chapters, sometimes even a paragraph. But after every few paragraphs, she has this quote. So it was really engaging for me. It wasn't just words on a paper. It was like um, a paragraph and then a quote to prove it. And then a paragraph and a quote to prove it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, she's so right. She's so right. And then she'd like crack a joke and I'd be like, ha ha, I can relate to that. And then it was engaging for me. So yeah, it it was always at night though, because it was dark and it was just, I feel like the world just chills out at night. 
that's where your creative mind goes all over the place. You know, at 3 a.m., you're like, I have this great idea. Oh, I got to go back to bed. That always happens. <laughs> I can completely agree. It's when everything's quiet and you maybe you got yeah. some tea or you're lying in bed and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so Maddie, my friend, what is there, is there anything, what else is on the plan? So we know you're a fitness instructor, you know, you're, you're trained to be a yoga instructor. Is there, do you see anything in the future? And I know it's too early to call, but would you ever see yourself making like, I don't know, I'm trying to think like, I always go to like a business sense, right? So like, like some sort of mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like doing like your own thing, you know, like Maddie's like company of like fitness or I don't know, merchandise or a course or Mm -hmm. um, you know, like anything in that sort of something like that on the horizons or, or not? Yet? Yes, absolutely. I, I have a couple things, um, going on. Can't talk about that yet that are in the process, me and, a, me and another coach that we're starting up, but love the idea of a course. And I know there's a couple group fitness courses out there to this day, how to teach group fitness, but I would love to be able to create another one. Um, just on my perspective of things, how to like make a group feel good about themselves, how to motivate people. I'd love to do that in the future, create a course and teach people how to teach fitness and not only teach fitness, make people feel good about themselves, make people feel strong mentally and physically, but definitely in the future, it's going to be something fitness related, going to continue to make noise in the fitness world <laughs> for sure. Love it, Maddie. Love it, my friend. My friend, if there is one final piece of, of knowledge or, or expertise or advice that we want to leave the listeners and viewers with, what would that be? Advice of what we talked about today? I feel like anything, anything you like. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I really, I really want to stress too, if you don't have anything that drives you, you haven't found your passion yet, do not give up. It's out there. Every person has a passion. If you haven't found it yet, it's waiting for you. So keep exploring. Even if it's the weirdest things, um, it might not lead, if you take a course, yeah, it might not be your passion, but it may lead to other opportunities. So keep going, keep trying new things. Don't just give up. You are not stuck. Life has its up and downs. When you're down here, you're not stuck. You do not live down here. You're gonna go up very soon. <laughs> That's my advice. Keep going, keep exploring, keep trying new things that make you uncomfortable. Beautiful. Mandy, for the people who have fallen in love with your enthusiasm, where can they find you? Where can they find you online? What, what are your handles? Oh, just Instagram right now. Uh, you know what? I think, I don't even know what it is. Maddie.Dimaderos. It's a Portuguese last name. Maddie it's very long. Maddie.Dimaderos. Fantastic. And I have all that link in the uh, YouTube description and all that good stuff. Maddie, with that being said, thank you so much for coming on. I oh, really, really you. enjoyed it. I did too. Thank you so much for this opportunity. That was awesome. You seem like you were doing very well. And I enjoyed every minute of this. I'm extremely happy to hear. I promise you it wasn't like this on episode one, but over time <laughs> you mess up enough and you know, exactly. it, it works out. It works That's out. how you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Said it, my friend. Right you said on. It. Awesome. That's been another episode. Thank you for watching and uh, take care of yourselves.